0: All right. And moving right along, we're going to go into a new category here. And this is a shorter one. It's a uh, significant events. I call it significant events and cultural movements because there's a whole lot of stuff that is going on right now. And we've had a pretty eventful life. So to kick it off, this is a major one. Um, September 11th, 2001. Obviously, this is could be easily be one, if not the most major event that has taken place in our lifetimes. Wait, I what happened to... Oh, um, let me see here. There was uh, this guy and I don't <laughs> I know. buildings and stuff and
1: like, <laughs> no, <I know. laughs> George
0: W. Bush, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I was trying to think of something funny for that, and I was just like, "Man, like this could go one of two ways," and I just froze. <laughs> so. Oh, it would be great. If
1: you had like some sports top, like some like sports trivia off the top of your head. <laughs> oh yeah, I did. Oh like, yeah, like, like, someone canceled. someone had a someone had a hat trick that day in the NHL. Like, oh okay, yeah. <laughs> that's what we're talking
0: about my football practice got canceled that day there we go yeah. <laughs> there's some sport, sports statistics for you <laughs> that's right, that's right. but uh, so yeah man. that jesus christ so like thinking about that this week as they were talking about it on bull and fox I think at some point in time either this week or last and i remember that dude like our football practice got canceled it was the one and only time ever that a football practice got canceled. We didn't even get practices because canceled because of rain or lightning when I was playing. Like this is the one and only time it got canceled. So I'm not going to get into Adam's football uh, memories and practice. And I do remember we were playing Barberton that week, the, uh, the purple (laughs) palace, but uh, how, how will history remember um, not only September 11th, but the aftermath of September 11th?
1: Well, it's boy, it, it it depends on like, I guess, which history books you're going to consult. Um, okay. like American history books are definitely going to paint it in a, in a very particular way. Um, I mean, obviously the attack is terrible. I'm not suggesting that like, a, that like mm-hmm. that around the world they're going to, they're going to be like, well, you know, don't worry about it. It wasn't that big of a deal, but you know, the attack's terrible. We, we, everyone on the planet can, except for the people who did it can probably agree agree upon that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to see it sort of as like this moment where like America united and blah, blah, blah. And that's partially true, as we've talked about before. Um, that's completely waned. Um, <laughs> that, right. that, that glow is gone. So for me, what we're really going to see is that September 11th in its aftermath, um, the the books, the history books are going to talk about it, how this is the day that, that terror won. Terror mm-hmm. beat us this day. And it the, the what Osama bin Laden wanted to do, he succeeded in doing. Um, he fundamentally changed what America is and does. Um, This is when the government enforcement became so enormous and so invasive, Um, not just to, you know, to, to the everyday people, like where where you and I were subjected, subjected to, um, obviously not you and I specifically, but where any regular person with even, even a tenuous connection to a country that might've been involved in this, um, had their lives turned upside down. Mm -hmm. Um, We've, We clearly put too much focus on the Middle East terror problem after this and not enough focus on the domestic terror problem. So this is also, for me, like the birth of where we are now. You know, decades of government oversight of particular, you know, decades of government oversight into all people, the sort of blind eye being turned towards a particular domestic terror movement, and it just sort of festering on the Internet. And now that's like why we, September 11th is in part why we are where we are now with the resurgence of hate groups.
0: Yes, definitely. We've talked about that before and the September 11th totally put the focus on one thing and it led a completely other domestic terrorist force breed and grow and get more and more agitated and everything like that, man. I'm telling you like when we, we had talked about that thoroughly on a previous episode and I like, I honestly like my opinion has not changed whatsoever on that. And you're right. September 11th did definitely, get the ball rolling and kickstart the fire to what we are today and like things like the Patriot Act and where you know basically like if I'm, I've been operating under the assumption that the government is knows everything I do. I've been operating under this for the longest time and uh, a lot of that mentality was started during the aftermath of September 11th and everything. Yeah. And this was by far and away, like there's no way else to put it uh, than terrorism winning that day. you know what yeah. I'm saying? There's no other way to put it. But uh, just really quickly, which is the, the second question I have for this section, how do you think that the response to like the, the going to the other countries and invading, like what is how is history going to remember that element of September? This 11? is
1: this is going to be especially for when you get to like collegiate level political science classes, and uh, you know, like if you know if we're at you know West Point studying like military history and military tactics, this is going to be looked at as being incredibly foolhardy that mm-hmm. we began a two-front war. A two-front war. You know, we started, obviously, we... <clears throat> excuse me. We obviously didn't kind of plan for it to, to become a two-front war, but we basically started a two-front war that became the the biggest suck of military resources, <sighs> military time, military lives, taxpayers' dollars. This is the longest war in American history, and who the fuck even cares if we win it? Um, right. It, it, it is it's just going to be looked upon as this, like there were so many terrible decisions made in terms of like, what, what are, what was our, even our policy? Like the, the idea was originally, we got to go in there. We got to kill Osama bin Laden. We got to kill, we know we got it. We got to get some payback for what the fuck happened. And then it became regime changes and stabilizations of countries. And Mm -hmm. we haven't done, we haven't done either of them. Like we haven't, I mean, we have accomplished, we have killed Saddam Hussein and uh, we've killed Osama bin Laden. But like that, like our mission changed so many times in the past now almost twenty years as to what the fuck we're even doing there, and Mm -hmm. because like because we inserted ourselves so so deeply into this into this region or regions, and because they are now so I mean they are they were before but now they're so economic and economically important and strategically important, we can't ever leave. Afghanistan. Right. We can't ever fucking leave Iraq. Otherwise, we're going to be leaving a power vacuum that's going to be filled by the by these these right wing extreme hate groups from the Middle East that we created.
0: Yep, that's dude. I'm telling you, that's exactly right. And I got to say, like history will undoubtedly doubt or judge the um, like all the not having a plan. All that stuff is going to be judged so negatively. It's not even funny. I, I gotta think like I, I know we had to like do something, you know what I'm saying? So like the the response mm-hmm. part about it, just the actual like term mm-hmm. like response responding was correctly, but once you move beyond the term response, it is just one giant clusterfuck. And dude, they'll they'll still be figuring out what to do forever. You, like forever. Yeah. This could easily this we're gonna have bases over there till the end of time. And I actually don't think that just because of the, how volatile the region is and how massive these like white ring what right wing extremist groups can develop and basically one comes along and then another one does and it's just like one dominoes one after the other yeah. after the other that it is pretty much guaranteed that that this is going to happen you know there's so much hate there's so much hostility there's so much aggression towards like America and basically just everybody fucking with this section of the world, not just America, but like Russia, Britain, mm-hmm. everybody's fucked with this section mm-hmm. of the country that, it's almost like unless you were to physically, like, relocate everybody and just start fresh, there's no w- really way to erase the damage that's been done. Yeah. And that is where history is going to judge this whole thing as a mondo, colossal mistake.
1: Yeah, it, it would have been one thing if, if the plan was to figure out where the fuck bin Laden is, assassinate him, and move on with our lives. That's one thing. But we first off, we attacked the first country we attacked wasn't even involved in the planning of it. Um, right. So that's kind of a mistake. Um, and then, you know, like, why are why are we I mean, obviously, we've been involved in regime and regime changes in the Middle East. For decades, Like that's that's what the that's what the CIA does. But like, that's a that's like a that's a CIA thing. That's an intelligence thing. That's a covert operations thing. We knocked mm-hmm. the doors down, killed, killed the dictator of a country and said, like, okay, here's how we're going to do things from now on. And when you do that, you can't leave. Yeah, <laughs> why, why would they follow anything that we just said if we all just have an exit?
0: Right. It's almost like this diet version of imperialism where you're there and everything is pretty, you know, like your influence is there. You make decisions, but you're just not the person that collects the taxes or whatever from the country. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, a, like the way that it was in the Revolutionary War, but not – britain actually it's a drain on you instead yeah. of like actually doing something for you right for sure. exactly
1: and and you and just real quickly brought up a good point like where this is where this is located if we were to not only the extremist groups you know between isis and and whomever else is would pop up um you know who's a lot closer to these areas than we are putin yep a lot closer <laughs> to these areas than we are they would become little fucking russian satellite countries
0: yeah and they've russia has had an active interest in this area since the the seventies and eighties, even yep. probably earlier than that, for all I know. And the well, last, Afghanistan thing that,
1: was uh, the satellite nation of of Russia. W-
0: oh, was it? Was yeah. that the Charlie Wilson's War in the eighties? And oh, they were yep. fighting for their like independence yep. or something like that. Or pre- that's right. That is right. And
1: you know, and yeah. you know who we hired to help do it? Oh, uh, the Taliban, Osama bin Laden. Right?
0: The, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew, I knew that the. Um, the whole talking points from the right about how you know they're killing us with weapons somebody sold them or whatever like yeah. obama sold them that i know that that's a really shitty way to describe it but in some way there might be truth to that because we did employ the taliban we, we've been like. we've been
1: over we've been over in this fucking region for so fucking long of course our weapons are killing our soldiers like it's mm-hmm. not even there's and there's a there was a really good uh um there's a really good segment on like that vice documentary that that used to be on hbo Mm -hmm. I don't know if it still is. Is that, is that show still on there?
0: Uh, Vice, the episodes are, I don't believe they're making new episodes though.
1: There's one about, there are, there are groups, there are military groups that are selling their wares to, um, in Afghanistan, selling their wares to various groups. And then those groups sell them to Pakistan in turn. And then those groups in Pakistan sell them to ISIS and the Taliban in Pakistan. And so like we are, we are sending weaponry and vehicles that are ending up in Taliban and ISIS hands. And then they're killing our soldiers with them.
0: Yeah, that's right, dude. Like just judging from what I've learned from the Lord of war, that's not stopping anytime, anytime Mm. soon. Mm. Like there's always going to be some new group of people to arm. There's always going to be weapons that need to be replaced and all that stuff. Like, yeah, it's just this vicious, vicious cycle that, unfortunately doesn't show any signs of ending anytime soon
1: and i know i know i've mentioned it before in the show and i still fucking to you and on the show i fucking if this country afghanistan has the greatest nickname for any fucking country ever and the afghanistan is called the graveyard of empires because every imperial power that goes to afghanistan gets stuck there loses and then goes home with their fucking tail between their legs
0: Dude, isn't that the fucking truth? It's been going on since the Crusades and stuff like that, if I'm not mistaken. Like, like long, they, longer than
1: they're, they're, That's like in reference to like the basically since the 1700s.
0: Okay. Countries go. Okay.
1: England went to Afghanistan and got their asses fucking kicked, and everyone has ever since.
0: I gotcha. Okay, you're you're right. The crus the, the Crusades is it's different and everything like that. You're I understand what you're saying. Yeah, it's the more of the like, not the ancient civilizations it's, that it's, go there. It's but British like the,
1: imperialism. Is like where it starts
0: okay okay well i i have heard that expression before but i did not know the uh, the history of it I, I forgot about the british empire at one point it's just the way that england is now i completely forget that at one point in time that they had uh, control of like half the world basically
1: yeah, basically yeah <laughs>
0: it's not i don't imagine like you know prince harry and boris johnson as these imperial type people
1: no not at all so. they're, <laughs> they're <lying> right <laughs>
0: Right. So, okay. So the next, um, the next section here, this is equality and civil rights, which is a hot ass topic right now. Like, it I, So get I've into, heard, so I've heard, yeah, I, I, I've heard this as well. Like believe it or not, <laughs> um, this in, in my lifetime and your lifetime too, like I can't remember, I don't even think it was this hot when Rodney King and all that stuff, this is no. probably the hottest that's ever been like in my entire life. And, um, the two questions that I have here, um, in 2060 have we eradicated systemic racism no not even close um it's there's, there's going to be racism so there's always going to be systemic racism right
1: yeah but there are like there are things you would need to correct um like there's so like racism like an individual level like you know in, like personal bias personal racism that's like one thing but there are institutions that are like set up to discriminate against people be uh, Because of their race or because of their social standing. Uh, the mm-hmm. criminal justice system, when people say that the criminal justice system is broken, I argue that it's working better than it's ever worked before. Because the criminal justice system was set up to protect rich white landowners. And it does that. It does that very, very well. It, That's true. And it, and, it mar- and it attacks the marginalized communities. Um, it attacks the black communities. It attacks uh, Hispanic communities. But more importantly, it attacks poor communities. That's what the criminal mm-hmm. justice system was set up to, to keep in check. And it's working. It's just that, so when people say it's broken, I'm like, no, it's just, it's, it, our idea of what policing and the criminal justice system is, has vastly changed. There you, there you go. Like the, in terms of like how history has viewed things, at one point in time, people wanted, you know, the white people got together and said, we need to keep all these other people away from our shit. How do we do that? And that's, that's... where we are now.
0: Yeah, that's definitely true. It's like people who think that the system is broken, they maybe weren't originally aware of what the system was designed to do in the first place right. and stuff. Yeah. I'm I'm in this camp where there's no way that it's going to end like by, by twenty sixty anyway. I don't know if it'll ever actually end. Um but at the way least, because of this year and the amount of awareness that is it is been raised to this, I gotta say that it'll be hopefully a little bit less. Like there might be less of it, but it's never going to actually go away because racism is always going to exist on an individual level. And mm-hmm. if individual levels are, or if racist individuals are in a system, and if the system is dominated right. by r- racist individuals or even people that are, I don't even realize well, all racism. Even if you're what in any degree it's all racism. I, let's no let's way just to, call
1: let's just call it bigotry because it, it could be racism. It could be fucking discriminatory you know against sex against you know your your gay yeah like just general discrimination but for sure racism obviously is the hot topic right now
0: yeah yeah i so i don't think that this is going away i can only hope that it's that it's a little bit better in in the future and if i was to ask like what as far as like a win for equality and diversity and civil rights like what are in the 2060 are there going to be any like major victories for this movement as far as equality goes?
1: Yeah, I I think, I think one of the biggest, I think one of the biggest things that I mean, this might happen within the next 10 years, but certainly by 2060 is that we're going to, that like women's reproductive and sexual health rights aren't going to be restricted. Like your, your, your wives and girlfriends and daughters and sisters aren't going to have to pay more money for fucking tampons. Um, right. No one's going to go to court. To, no one's going to try to drag them before court um, because they had to have an abortion you know, and try to and try to try to put them in jail for murder, which is what's mm-hmm. happening in Alabama to certain people. So, like, I think that's going to be the biggest win. Um, as far as like some of the other stuff, the problem with like some of the other stuff, like when you, when you mentioned like the systemic racism, like you have to clean up the criminal justice system. You have to clean up housing, renting and evictions you have to clean up education. You have to clean up banking and lending. You have to clean up how the government functions, how fucking hospitals and medicine work. You have to figure out discrimin- you have to correct discriminatory hiring practices and paying practices. Um, mm-hmm. And then obviously, like, it comes down to the individual level, like your personal bias, your personal racist biases and bigotry. That's a lot to fix in four years.
0: Yeah. No, you're right about that. And like, I went with the answer to this question. I also went with, um, something that is more geared towards women. And I agree with you, this whole reproductive, this is going to be off the table by 2040. I don't even think that this, there'll still be people that hate abortion and all this shit. I I don't
1: like, I don't uh, like abortions, but I mean, (laughs) it's not, it's, it's between the people that are involved in it. Not me. Yeah,
0: you, you bet. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I view that it's a, it's a choice thing. It's not up to me. The art i guess of what is actually going on is you know a little bit like disturbing if you really want to talk about like uh, viewing the child as a life if you want to take that side of the coin yeah but um for the most part like this is something that it's entirely up to the people that are going through it like i actually view that i in all reality like this is something that i probably shouldn't really comment on because i you know i'm not um i'm not going through it but uh you know, since this is a free country and we can't offer opinions on stuff and we do have the right to entitled to an opinion, like, I guess I'm going to throw, throw mine out there. <laughs> I'm sorry. But, I thought uh, this is America. God damn. This is the, this is not the America that I want to live in. <laughs> but, um, what I went with, with this, I went with equal pay. I think that equal mm-hmm. pay is going to be something mm-hmm. that like basically like maybe everywhere, but Mississippi, Alabama and Alaska are going to be doing. I, I don't think that it's going to be just, you really can't deny like, women not having equal pay. Like it's so such a hot topic. Now it's such a fundamentally easy thing to correct. Just paying a woman the same amount of money that you would pay a guy. And that is one thing that I could, I could 100% see that happening. It's same thing with like the, um, with what you're saying about the reproductive rights and everything when it comes to racial stuff, I feel it's just way too, it's way too complicated. Whereas women getting equality, It's just a simpler fix to me. Like I almost feel like you could just like sign a document that says, hey, yes, you have to pay women equally or yes, no longer can Roe v. Wade is codified, whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? Right. But racism is a little bit differently. It's a much trickier horse and you have to do so much cleanup on so many levels And what you're investing in is like a long term. You're investing in something that is hundreds of years Mm -hmm. in the making and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. And it it is going to be a fucking fight because, you know, let's just take, for example, um, you know, like history books and stuff like that in school in order to, like, you know, get people indoctrinated and on a non-racist path, you're going to have to do it early in life. And the minute that history books start to be corrected in some way, shape or form, You're going to have Outlash. It's going to be your racing history. Basically, any move that is possibly going to be made that is in originates in race or something, the racists are going to speak up, and it's going to be a hard fight. But um, who knows? Maybe like in 200, 300, 400 years, everything will be like Star Trek, and all this stuff doesn't really matter anymore, and every people are welcome. Mm -hmm. Racism is over with. But who knows? Right now, I'm not as not as optimistic. in that regard, but for, um, women and women's rights and everything, um, the full completion, the full scale of equality for them is not too far into the future.
1: Yeah. You're, you're, I think you could, you could correct a lot of things. Like if, if you or I were were president, then we could correct a lot of, um, I shouldn't say correct, but we could, we could begin and see some, um, we could see some progress, on women's equality within like one administrative term Mm -hmm. versus versus ending systematic racism and general we can even just call it systematic discriminatory practices um, that are like in these large institutions that's something that like we could plant the seeds now and probably our grandkids would see the would see the fruits of that labor
0: okay okay yeah you bet and that that's still a while away but like that is something that, given that time, something is going to happen. You know, yeah. plant the seeds now; something is going to grow right. for sure, right? Definitely. And okay, so going into the next thing here, because you know we're in the now. This is twenty twenty. When it comes to history, remembering this particular year, I got to ask you how how is history going to remember twenty twenty?
1: So the history, and I'm gonna I'm gonna sort of zoom beyond like twenty sixty. I'm gonna put it like I, I I had I kind of thought about this. From the frame of mind from someone like way far in the future. Like maybe 200 years in the future. So like 2220. They're going to laugh at us. And go. You fucking morons. You let this microscopic life form. Cripple your entire planet. And show just how fucking dumb. How brazenly dumb you all are. And how how fragile the economy and world that you built actually is. Yeah.
0: Like. I I put it a little bit differently where like our eyes of this is kind of like an awakening year to a certain degree for me, for me. And I'm I'm focusing in on a positive thing Mm -hmm. where number one, like the virus and its um, effect and everything like that is undeniable, dude. Like it's so undeniable. But this has definitely opened up our eyes to exactly how vulnerable we are. And I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I think that a lot of what America considers to their Force field or their shield of invulnerability is largely um, put into the military indirectly. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we think we have this badass military and therefore we are untouchable. But all of a sudden, this little microscopic virus comes around something that, like, you and I probably could, you and I would need microscopes upon microscopes to even see, just drastically levels everything. is exposed, like, what the real weaknesses are in the country. And I think it shows in many ways that you need to have beyond the military power to you know to, to to be normal to actually have that safety net and that support cushion and stuff because this one virus just like completely not this did more damage to us in months than like what what some military actions and oh, done to this sure. country you know for sure we've, <laughs> so, we've
1: done more damage in a few months than came out of a few years the first first few years of the uh, of the iraq and afghanistan war
0: yeah, dude. And I got to tell you, like, now I should only hope that we could learn from such a thing. But right now, I'm not necessarily that optimistic being that the way that our climate is in this country mm-hmm. with like the with politics and stuff. But this is a this is a year that you, you are right. It is going to be something that far into the future. They're going to it's going to be laughable at how like stupid and feeble we all looked and everybody in the future that is figured out having a support net and all this other stuff that has figured out these problems, they're just going to look back and be like, how did you guys not do these simple things? Why did your leader like disband this um, specific agency that's designed to look at pathogens? Like why did you guys just not pay everybody to stay home? Even though Lord only knows the, the government could do that right now easily and not, it won't affect them at all, dude. So there's a lot of things that, um, there's a lot of things here that I'm hoping are resolved in the future because we're learning a lot of stuff about ourselves but right now I'm just not that optimistic I'll be honest with mm-hmm. you I'm just not that optimistic that, about that's, that, that's uh, about sort of us. why
1: I, that's sort of why I kind of viewed it from like a, a more distant time frame than 2060 because I, I if something like this happens, not if when something like this happens again I, I just feel like some of the same old things are gonna play out Even 40 Mm -hmm. years down the line that like, there's just, there's enough stupidity, even though we know a hundred, again, we always, you know, we talk about the, the Spanish flu pandemic of 1918. We have records on everything that worked and didn't work. What happened when certain, when certain protocols were followed and not followed. And people are just like, nah, whatever. So like, I don't know, I don't, I don't know why that would change 40 years from now.
0: No, dude, I got you. And and it may take a little bit longer for people to get that intelligence and everything like that. And you never know, 40 years from now, we could still be a feeling the effects of this in some way, shape oh, or form, whether it's this wearing a mask in public yes. or something, whatever it is.
1: You know, it's it's funny because, like, some of the some of the people that are anti-science and shouting down exactly like what works and what doesn't work in this current pandemic i've, I've seen it before where people are like well we don't wear masks for the flu i'm like yeah but we should be um have you ever seen what people in asia do during flu season their fucking heads are wrapped up like fucking like like they're encased mm-hmm. like sausage lining um like because you know like we don't live in a place like asia where your cities upon you know in certain parts of asia i should say where, like, you have next to a city of 5 million people is a city of 4 million people, which is next to a city of 2 million people. So in a very short distance, you have, you know, 10 million people, 12 million people living in an area. And when you have mm-hmm. all those people sharing public transit, eating out in public, doing which is a much more much more of an Asian thing than an American thing, right? That you have more public transit, more public yeah. markets, public food spaces like that. They have to fucking do this during flu season or they'll all get sick. Mm-hmm
0: dude there have been times where i've seen i've seen videos of people in asia wearing masks for so long now so long now and like it could just be one of these things where like this is something that asia was incredibly ahead of because i could see this being something like in the future going forward where like come winter time and everything there's a more conscious effort to wear masks and stuff like that I, i should hope to maybe be that like Some of these little things might be like some of one of the positives that I'll kind of maybe work this next question in here would be if I was going to think of like some of the positives is that maybe, maybe in some way, shape or form, we're getting smarter about this kind of stuff. But at the same turn of the way, I can agree with you wholeheartedly when you say we're going to make the same mistakes in 40 years, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So if there was going to be anything positive that you could pull out of this year or this experience, what do you think it would be?
1: Well, I think just to, I'll, I'll give you two here, and I'll, you know, since we're we're talking about the pandemic a little bit, um, that that's going to be one of the things. Just people paying better attention to the personal health and mm-hmm. not going to work when you're sick, not doing things when you're sick. I mean, that's that's why this fucking shit spreads so fucking easily. Even just the regular flu, because idiots are so. I shouldn't say idiots. People are so are so indebted to their workplaces that they go when they're sick, when they absolutely should not be going. So mm-hmm. I think that's a big one, um, first and foremost, that, that will cut down on disease and unnecessary deaths, period. But I think we are, after this year, we are going to get legitimate, legitimate policing and criminal justice reform. And it, mm-hmm. unfortunately, it's going to start more at the local level because we have a, we have uh, leadership at the federal level that doesn't give a fuck. Um, right. So, but like, that's fine. If... If let's just you know think about it this way: If the cities of Minneapolis, Cleveland, um, Atlanta, uh, Louisville, L.A., Dallas, if they all pass significant um, significant bills that defund and demilitarize the police and make investments in in education, um, make educations and so you know uh, boost up like the social security networks, boost up social workers' uh, pay and like what they you know their support network um boost up um addiction counseling services and rehab counseling services um you know mental obviously that would go along with mental health services that like even if it's like just those cities do something that's going to affect literally 30 million people of course so you bet dude even if it doesn't get done at the federal level if it gets done big time at the city level then like at city or even county and state level then like then we could really see some like serious changes
0: yeah. And dude, I'm telling you, I think we're starting to see waves of that right now. You're starting to see these, uh, a lot of police officers retire and stuff like that because of this immunity thing that might be revoked. Yeah. And if they're just, if they're even just retiring to make a statement, whatever, fucking get them out and just hire, they'll always be somebody to do that job. It's not specifically reserved to these people that are retiring. And that is definitely the start of something, and you're right. It's the federal government; they don't care. Like it, Trump isn't even going to touch this thing because the minute that he does, it'll be, oh, he's doing something with the police, you know, like backing out on his his base and everything that yeah. he's enabling and stuff. I mean, he he signed
1: so, some stuff, but like it amounts to basically nothing. So, right, exactly, yeah. And most of the the
0: stuff that this guy does is all for show. Basically, anyway. amounts so, to
1: nothing. Yeah, yeah. So anything that he
0: is going to do. Uh, what the whole thing I'm taking the pot one of the positive things. hopefully we can get him out of office and real things start to like get done, you know, from mm-hmm. the federal government because it's just not gonna happen while he's there. And four more years of this stuff is a uh, very, very scary thought. you know, just even even taking away the whole owning the libs and all this bullshit and the theater elements of it. four more years of this lack of leadership is very, very fucking crazy. It's very scary to, at the thought of it, even
1: I, I'm, <laughs> I'm worried I'm worried about if he gets reelected, uh, I'm really worried about the next year when we do get the second wave of this virus again. Yeah. oh I'm, yeah, but I'm worried people, about that.
0: People think that this whole thing, people think that we're in like wave two. Oh, no, at we're, the end wave of the, we're at the, we're at the beginning. We're still, ended. yeah. Like this, if this is a book, if this is game of Thrones, like we just are at the point where brand got thrown out of the, uh, out of the top of the tower. That's, that's, right. <laughs> that's 60 pages into the first book. Yeah. You know, there's still a lot to go here. So yeah. And, um, I got to tell you man like the we just we need that kind of leadership because any other like president out there even like the ones that I didn't like like George W Bush and stuff you know that that guy would be showing leadership and yep. stuff right now like he would he'd put down the coke for a little while and you know would, and actually uh, go to the office and be there whether his effectiveness is that's a whole completely different argument but i would at least look at George Bush and know that that guy gave a shit well as what i see now that is not what i see at all i see a guy who's just basically trying not to get arrested once he loses the election. Yeah, exactly. So, so, and speaking of politics, now I'm just going to go right on into um, the next, which is called the the next category, which is called the political landscape. And uh, these are just some questions, because obviously politics is just like civil rights and um, science and everything. This is all just so relevant today. But um, so in the Trump versus the Obama administration, um, when the history textbooks are published in 2060, what are they going to hail as Obama's greatest achievement?
1: I mean, first and foremost, just being elected is going to be like the first the first blurb that we read. You know, America's first African American president. Um, mm-hmm. You know that that'll be like the the first blurb, obviously. But I, I think I think for sure, like the next thing, pr- I mean, probably Obamacare will mm-hmm. be will be the next achievement, and I think it'll be sort of as a it'll mention it sort of as a stepping stone to the next level of what national healthcare would look like in the United States. Because I just, I, I think that that's coming within our lifetimes. We're going to be much older, but I do think that's Mm -hmm. going to be coming within our lifetimes. Um, And then, and then probably second to that would be like the, the fiscal cliff tax deal that he made in 2017. That is the reason why Trump gets to tout the stock market and things going up after Obama's fiscal cliff tax deal Month after month after month, economic growth until yep. the pandemic.
0: That's right. Yep. You bet. Dude, that is the only, there's the only reason that he gets out that shit the way that it is, is because of, is because of Barack for sure, yeah. man. And I, I agree with you. The, the first African-American president, that is like, that is page one, line number one of the Obama section of the history book. Uh, Obamacare is definitely one of his signature milestones. I view it the same way as you do, where that is like the initial kind of thing that sparks a big healthcare reform going forward into the future. And they may revamp that and make adjustments to it a thousand times over with, but like the whatever healthcare policies and stuff like that that are in 2060 are going to be rooted in the initial Obamacare Affordable Care Act that he pushed through. And the final thing that I have is, uh, this is just pretty general, is that the guy fucking pulled us out of a recession, like end of story, you know, like you, you put it on the, the um the thing with the stock market or it could just basically be in general, yes, this guy was around and he led us through the, the great recession of 2007. And I think that those are th- three things that I would be very, very proud to hang my hat on. and. Mm-hmm. In many ways, like I'm very, very proud to have lived in the time of Obama and to have voted for the guy twice, and I would do it again in a second.
1: And I would have voted so, for Obama for a third term if I could have.
0: Oh yeah, just like Bradley Whitford and <laughs> Get Out for sure. <laughs> time,
1: I love when, like I'll say that, and like I can tell when some people get it and when some people don't. And I love yep. when the people yep. fucking
0: get it. Yep. Oh, dude, I'm telling you, like there was so, i have actually seen that been creatively used, like in meme format, where it's like mm-hmm. some idiot racist, but underneath it, it says, "I bet they would have voted for Obama for a mm-hmm. third time or something." I—that is one of Bradley Woodford's character in Get Out is just—it's—it's yeah. it's fucking amazing. Because
1: Bradley Woodford's get- one of our 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 generation's great uh, great complimentary slash character actors.
0: Yeah, you can't go wrong with that guy. I've loved him ever since Billy Madison. (laughs) So when it comes to the textbooks now covering our current president, what are they going to write as his greatest achievements?
1: I I mean, I thought about trying to make a joke here, but legitimately um, it's the Tax Cuts and Job Act of 2017. Um, Not a big win for us, but this is a massive win for large corporations. I mean, it it really, it knocked their tax debt down to like fucking nothing. Um, Did it hurt the rest of America? Probably. But I mean, mm-hmm. this is like this is something that Trump can put his hat on. That like, yep, companies like Walmart, Amazon, basically were, even though they weren't really paying a ton of tax anyway, uh, they have to pay even less now.
0: Yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, that that uh, that right there is a big win for corporate America. And if he was ever going to pick side, well, he's already chosen the side. That's a hundred percent obvious. Right. But if he was ever going to have that, um, you know, that prison toilet wine in 2060 or 20, you know, 40, if he's still around, um, that is going to be something that he definitely hangs his hat on. Yeah. And for me, the, the example that I wrote, which is for some reason I thought of and I was like, wow, I think this might be the only thing that I can't remember him getting a whole ton of shit for would have been his um, first step act, the, the criminal justice reform thing that he passed. Yeah. Like, I know that, um, like, and I'm not entirely familiar with some of the specifics. I do know that sentences were commuted, people were released. And, um, but so right now, it seems to be the only thing that he hasn't had any straight up outright negative repercussions on. It seemed to be the one thing that both sides kind of praised him for. Whether or not in 2060 this decision turns out to be the right one, that is still yet to be decided. But I'm all for the idea of senses being communicated and, or commuted. Yeah, communicated, commuted, 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 yeah. commuted. Yes. I'm all for senses being. I shouldn't know that because Roger Stone yesterday of all yep. things, but, um, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I know I've heard this word many times in the last 24 hours, but, um, I'm all for senses being commuted and like certain offenders, like there's no reason for people to be in there for pod and stupid little things like yep. that. You know, there's no, just no reason for people to get 60 years for selling drugs and right. all that stuff. So, exactly. I'm all for this to a certain to to some degree when it comes to reorganization and commuting sentences, but um, I'm not entirely positive how it's going to play out in the end. But if I was going to think one thing off the top of my head, that I was like, okay, yeah, people didn't really give him shit for this. I will throw him his criminal justice reform as the one and only positive thing that I'm willing to admit to for uh, this episode. I, I,
1: I'll agree with that, but you could you could say that that again. That's like more theatrics than anything. Because right. it wasn't like there was a follow-up to say that, like, hey, we're going to – the DOJ is going to take a hard look at nonviolent drug offenders. At, mm-hmm. you know, other other questionable cases that, like, were wise – you know, there's there's a whole rash of women. I think it's in Oklahoma. They have, like, a particular law about, like, child abuse. There's a mm-hmm. woman – there's several women, and they, they – I, I, th- I think I saw it on like, um, 60 Minutes or something. But they profiled this one woman who's in jail for the next 40 years because her son was abused um, by her, by the son's father. The father got 11 years. The mother's 40 years.
0: Jesus Christ.
1: Like what the fuck? I mean, she, she yeah. eventually lobbied and, and you know, like her sentence was commuted or whatever, but it's just one of those, like, like there are so many, there are so many people in our prison system who find them, reprimand them, you know, a fine or shorter jail term, some kind of reprimand, maybe they have to go to rehab, whatever it is. That's where they need to go. They don't need to be in prison. And it's much more theatric and dramatic if you just commute people's sentences. And it's much harder and a lot of paperwork and a lot of legislation and a lot of time spent off the golf course in an office doing that.
0: That's true. Yeah, that's very, very true. You know, in some ways I kind of look at it. It was almost like this plot to get CNN's Van Jones on his side and to like trumpet (laughs) Trump for like 15 minutes. Because I know Van Jones was like a part of either Mm -hmm. the writing or consultation of this whole process and stuff. And I almost see it as they're like, okay, how could we infiltrate CNN? Get somebody on our side, and maybe it'll just grow. Maybe CNN will just start to like me now. And then that just didn't happen. <laughs> that was the, the kind of the exact opposite right, of that. Right. It, it lasted for like ten minutes, and mm-hmm. then um, and then on to something else. You know, so I'm going to do the inverse for both um, both administrations. What will history remember as Obama's greatest mistake?
1: Uh, to me, this is a pretty easy one, um, but it's also because this would be if I were ever run for ever ever run for president, which I cannot because I was not born in this country. But if I ever did, this would be my platform, and education would be my platform. So, mm-hmm. Ob- <clears throat> excuse me, Obama and Arne Duncan, who was the uh, edu- uh, education secretary at the time, uh, had this race to the top policy that emphasized Common Core in all U.S. schools. And if you ask a lot of critics of Common Core and, and race to the top, it wasn't really an emphasis; it was coercion, to 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 partake in Common Core. It involved you know if you were if you were if you were a school system, if you were a state that went along with Common Core, you got money for it. If you didn't, you didn't get any money. Um, so it was mm-hmm. more like coercion to go along with this. And it's a huge problem because, you know, like if I, I'll, I'll use us as an example, Chema. When if if someone were to take the way that you and I structure our outlines for this show, they're totally mm-hmm. different. I mean, not totally different, but they're different. How yeah. we how we communicate with one another, how we're, how we're communicating with ourselves, and obviously with each other. Um, mm-hmm. That's how people learn. People don't fucking learn the same. And right. what Obama and Arne Duncan were trying to do, we trying is standardizing test scores and doing all that bullshit, making like. Basically, you were getting the same education in Ohio as you were in Florida, as you were in Texas, as you were in Iowa, and that makes no sense. Mm-hmm. That that that, that right. doesn't work. We know it doesn't work. That's why America is one of the becoming rapidly becoming one of the dumbest fucking countries on the planet. So this was a this is a terrible mistake. Um, what what needs to happen is the emphasis on figuring out first the huge emphasis needs to be taken off of test scores in general. Second, kids don't really six, seven, eight, nine year olds why are we giving them tests they they mm-hmm. need to be learning things as kids learn things um just like through exploration and experimentation there shouldn't even be fucking homework until these kids are like 12 or 15 if at all so this was just a this was a disaster and it didn't help push american education forward at all
0: yeah you couldn't be any rader on that like schools in different areas and different economic you know backgrounds yep. and uh, situations and stuff like that they're not going to learn the same. And it is not a good idea to implement any kind of policy that is just blanketed for the entire country, because not only are these regions different, but their students are different. Their upbringings are different. Everything is just so different to where there is so much difference. There's no way in hell that one can assume, let's just change everything to be the same. And this be something that everybody goes along with. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That that's definitely not how it works. And what I had down is I guess like it may it kind of maybe even in this neighborhood, but just phrased a little bit differently is that I think that Obama only thought that he united the country. Um, it's granted like things, you know, he brought us out of the recession and there was prominence and Cleveland blossomed and got renewed in ways that I never would have thought would have mm-hmm. ever seemed possible. And believe me, I, I was there before he, um, before he took office, but In his doing this, there were, and it's not like I don't necessarily know if it's his fault or who you could actually blame, but Fox News in this Fox News, yeah, Fox, yeah, Fox News actually. Come on, the tan suit. There was a whole fucking
1: uh, weekend of the tan suit.
0: That's I keep forgetting about the tan suit. Oh my god, yeah. So because of this outlet, like. This I don't know if it's just like I obviously like him being an African-American. That is at its Mm -hmm. core what it is. Yes. But it's kind of like and I I can't decide if this is like a a rather boss move on Obama's part where he's just like, okay this is I'm just going to do whatever. But some of this didn't necessarily like roll out maybe how he thought it was going to be. And it kind of gave room for this stirring and this like kind of you know brewing hatred and brewing frustrations with people that I think he maybe just kind of overlooked and then we saw in the 2016 election and stuff like that and now I granted I know that Hillary won the popular vote overall and everything but like you know Obama I mean Ohio like fell to the Republicans Pennsylvania did as well Florida did as well and I can't totally say that like trump's message was just so good that that's what did it obama would have had to have some role in this and i feel that his like whatever half half ass version of uniting the country or whatever it is i think that is going to go down as his big mistake because right now right right now we don't know when that mistake is going to be corrected and if it's corrected in november and biden is back and or biden's in office and like uh I think that, you know, I can maybe look back on this part of this conversation and be like, OK, like maybe I jumped the gun a little bit. You know, maybe I got a little bit too worried, kind of like an asteroid that's 40 million miles away from Earth is going to totally impact this kind of thing. But um, I says I don't know when the end of our current situation is. I'm a little like I'm a little quick to rush to that particular judgment, I guess.
1: Yeah, no, I got gotcha. you. I understand. I, I, and I think. I understand exactly what you're saying. There's just there's there's always going to be resentment amongst communities for a Democratic president, for a Black Democratic president, and a Black Democratic president that wants to do things that are that are much more socially liberal. Um, but like it's be it got exacerbated by first Fox News, and then as we've moved forward in time, just like 4chan and all the other dark, shitty places on the internet have mm-hmm. have have a they have a vested interest in making that division as big as possible
0: yeah of course dude like there's and whenever there's money to be made in something they're going to exploit it for all it's worth (laughs) that is for Mm -hmm. sure so we're going on the inverse what is uh i know he's made many but what is uh, what is uh trump's uh, biggest mistake? this is is a pretty straightforward simple
1: (laughs) one it's just his general inaction on the pandemic um Mm -hmm. this like regardless if he wins again and we go through another four years of whatever the fuck i don't know like pouring oil into our water glasses directly Um, Stephen Miller's there fucking yelling at black people in subways. Um, right. Like this is different. This affects so many people. This launched, uh, this, this took us, this tanked the great economy, the great economy that he that he's been touting since he got elected. Um, this tanked it. It, it, This is it. This is, this is the huge mistake Mm -hmm. regardless. Even if he, even if for some fucking weird reason, I don't know, he gets struck by lightning. And then like his next four years, he becomes this like a warrior for peace and and a clean environment and breaking up, breaking up big businesses and taking down Facebook and a warrior against fake news. This will still be a black mark.
0: Yeah. When there's so many footages of him downplaying this and saying it's all going to go away and that's a new hoax by the Democrats and stuff. This is an incredible blemish on his presidency. And I will tell you, like he's always out of all the other shit that we could possibly put into this, this question, he's always kind of hid behind the strong economy and stuff, you know? And and I was on, I thought honestly, like, and I, and I was definitely wrong on this, but I thought that like people like the Lindsey Graham's and all that stuff of the world were like, Hey, as long as the economy was good, they would just get behind this guy and enable him in every way, shape or form. Well, they have done that but they've also taken it a step further. And now that we are in a total crisis, they are still continuing to enable him. And which is just, which is just wrong. And his response to this whole thing, everything from the minute one has been wrong. And the fact that he's even like still struggling with this whole mask debate and everything. And there are photos of him wearing masks or wearing a mask, like somewhere on the internet. I'm pretty sure. But, um, the fact that he hasn't like been so forthcoming about it, it's it all goes just easily what you said again with the, the Michigan protesters. This is the easiest thing you could do, and this jackass is turning it into a culture war. And that is going to be a, 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 how many Americans are are going to continue to die because of he doesn't want to look stupid on television.
1: Exactly. Although recently he said he looks like the Lone Ranger. So which means yeah. me that he's wearing it on his eyes.
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: <laughs> that's anyway, right. <laughs> no, that, that's right. <laughs> I, I which I is still that wrong. Anymore. It's that's wrong. That isn't correct.
0: Yep, I I heard that. Like I I it, the guys have fucking punchline every every
1: other day. I know it's not. So, uh, it's nuts.
0: Yeah. So going into a topic that he is a big time, big time. It seems like he's put more attention into this than he has the overall pandemic.
1: Well, because which is just, this is much easier to put your effort into. Yeah, solving an actual yeah. problem.
0: Yeah, that's right. He could just tweet uh, his opinions and stuff about this. And this is the whole statues coming down. Names are getting changed section, which I'm telling you, this has been another very, very hot topic uh, throughout the past couple of weeks. And it's only getting hotter and hotter, especially as this uh, pressure gets put on the Washington Redskins to change their name, which is totally fucking appropriate. I can't believe FedEx didn't do this earlier. But um, so I'm just going to kind of go off, go down this list here and stuff. So, in uh, 2060, is Fort Bragg still going to be named Fort Bragg?
1: Oh no, those are going to be changed probably this year.
0: Yeah, I'm in the same way. Yeah, I, they're they they is going to happen so goddamn fast. Like I almost don't even there's I don't even think that there's much room to talk no. about it. Actually, I think that that is coming. That it's going to happen this year within five years at the way latest, these, uh, these bases are going to get changed. Yeah. So, okay. And this would, and this is going to happen. If a Republican is in office or a Democrat is in office, it doesn't yeah. matter. This no. is, this is going to happen. Exactly. I mean,
1: th- like the whole, the whole thing about this, like, could you imagine if the Pentagon was named like the Pentagon, Hitler Memorial building? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, <that'd be laughs> fucking know. insanity. Like these were traitors to the United States, by the way, Fort uh, general Bragg, big fucking loser of a general he was not a good commander of men he got recalled a bunch of times and was a fucking loser why did we name a base after him who the fuck knows well i, I know why because they wanted to the dumb southerners wanted to keep one of their one of their prize names uh you know in the south as long as possible but like mm-hmm. uh, but just again to remind people these all all these brag um uh fort gordon um Benning, these are all named after guys that lost
0: Yeah. That's right. And you don't, you don't fly flags of losers over countries of winners, you right. uh, killer Mike on that one all the way. That's right. We're giving credit where credit is due. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. So, okay. Um, next one, the Confederate battle emblem, which I like that you don't even give it the uh, this the decency to call it a flag, which it is totally not. Right. So that is um that is definitely not even worthy of the uh, flag title, which I'm going to have to do a better job about that in future outlines. But um, right now, it is uh, being banned from military bases. NASCAR, NASCAR, of all people, decided to uh, – that was like, wow. I, I could big. not even believe- – yeah, that's huge. Um, and Mississippi, the, the NCAA, they're like, hey, by the way, we're not doing stuff. If you're going to have this on on your flag, and they took it off in no time, no less, which I can't believe how easy that one was. It's nice. like, why didn't you guys do that a while ago? Because <laughs>
1: no one was asking <laughs> – like, you're right. <laughs> I, I mean, know <laughs> It's as simple as that. The when you get when you get Mississippi State, you uh, you know, Old Miss, all these other and I think there's like some of the smaller colleges in Mississippi too, when they basically mm-hmm. say that like we're not gonna play football if you don't change this, Mississippi's like, fuck. We have nothing yep. else going down here, so we better we better do what the football coaches ask.
0: Yep, I guess we might as well make these change. We need some money.
1: <laughs> yep. So
0: if if we're not seeing it there, where are we going to see this going forward
1: um you know take a trip through like a trailer park in the south they'll still be hanging up proudly um and for sure like what's what in all seriousness what's really going to happen is that this is going to become this is going to become another hardened rally cry for like the white nationalists and other hate groups that you're going to see more adoption of the of this battle emblem into like all they're already like overtly racist symbols
0: yeah. Yeah. If there's ever good, like, I'm sure that this already exists somewhere, but oh, like, let's sure. just say yeah. there's a, uh, let's just say like a new white nationalist party is forming, which I'm sure there is one right now oh, forming, probably is. having their first meeting. Uh, I could see like their crest or whatever, just being like this kind of like smorgasbord of like racist symbols where yeah. it's like the swastika on one part of the shield. And then it's a Confederate flag and maybe a clan hood or something, whatever it is, you know, and that I, I, you're right about the trailer parks like when it comes to the weird racist people on the block i i guess you as a the i guess like as the america and the law like no one's gonna really stop you from right. putting that flag in your front lawn as, as, as and i guess like if we're talking rights and even though my personal opinion is that the cops should just take that thing and fucking throw it in the trash but if we're talking rights they do have the right to do this so i mean i guess like i can't really get too shitty about no, it because it is within their right
1: right you want to hang it on your on your house good and hang it on your fucking house I just probably will never come over and talk to you
0: right it'll just give me material when i go to make fun of them so i, I maybe i get a little bit of benefit from at least for, <laughs> for humor goes but um like it's going to be reduced to one of these things that like it's almost like you're if you're seeing it you're probably in an area where you should just expect it to be seen mm-hmm. or or it will be the one random person in Hudson or something like that that just has the Confederate flag hanging from their mansion. That for, biggest eyesore in the world. Right. But the uh, country music concerts, it's just basically things where, where you expect to see it. Um, I hope to God that um, like it is just never like I, I really like don't want to see that fucking thing. And I will tell you, it sucks that it fucking sucks that that thing is such a. Freaking display of hatred and bigotry And just discussing this Because as a flag, it looks pretty goddamn cool I just hate that it's associated yeah. with all those things
1: It's You know, <laughs> the people that always cry about Like, well, it's my heritage This doesn't represent, you know, like I, I'm not a racist So it doesn't represent racism I'm like, well then why are you letting Why are you letting racist hate groups Adopt this as their logo, as their symbol Yeah, you if seem it to be cool so with that fucking much to you Why are you letting that happen?
0: Yeah. And, you know, I got to tell you, like that that was one of the original outlines I kind of wanted to go down this this path with you really quick is I don't get I don't get the disconnect. You know what I'm saying? Like, like what I see in my mind is, you know, I see like a 70 year old woman and stuff like that who I could actually like I could look at like the 70 year old woman and maybe like venture hopefully correctly that uh, this person is not a racist, but if they're claiming that they're not, then why do you celebrate something that is so associated with this? You know right. what I'm saying? Like, why can't you just like pick something else? Like, can't you just like butter or some shit? Like, I don't, I don't know. If I don't, you're... I don't get like why they focus on this particular right.
1: thing. right. right, Exactly. And if you're so into your Southern heritage, you should know that the, that the battle emblem was barely used during the Confederate, during the, by the Confederacy during the civil war.
0: That is right. Yeah. I've heard this, that whole thing before is that, in all reality, it's a um, it wasn't a popular symbol at that time, nope. but it's become adopted as a symbol since the since the, exactly. the defeat of, of yep. the war and everything like that. Okay, yeah, I I'm telling you, I just for the life of me, man, like when the the flag is so associated with shit that is wrong, I can't even like take people seriously who like, I may look at that old person who says she's not a racist. I want to view that, but in all reality, like I can't take it seriously. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you not know that this is such a like associated with race, racism and hate and yeah, being a loser? Exactly. Exactly. I don't get it, but that's just, I, I just, I, am. it's totally escaping me. So if, um, so the next question is, is, um, so with these statues and everything, so like, I guess, will there still be the statues of these Confederate leaders in, in town squares and government buildings, like those specific forums?
1: Um, yes, because I don't I don't imagine that every single municipality is going to be taking them down. Right. Like, you know, there there's just going to be some place that has it, has like the founder of their town somewhere in the South. It's going to mm-hmm. be up still. Um, yeah. I, I, but like as far as like when you're talking like federal buildings and things like that, for sure they're going to be eliminated from there.
0: You're right. When federal government stuff, 100% is going to disassociate, disassociate themselves with everything Confederacy. But even for even me personally, like, and I want to see all of these things extinguished. I cannot fully confidently say that they're all going to be gone because there's always going to be some town in Mississippi somewhere or in Alabama. But if we're talking like even more blossoming metropolitans like Atlanta, Atlanta, it's it's not going to fly there. It will fly in certain areas of Georgia, but not in not in like, the not in the, blackest, not in the
1: blackest city in the south.
0: Yeah, exactly. You're, <laughs> it's you're not right. going to fly. Right. There's going to be like I, I guess like this might be something where I say there might be a little bit more of like a conscientious effort to where like if people want this stuff they reserve it for one specific place. You know, it's not something that is all over the goddamn place. It's just going to be in whatever, like uh, South Jackson, Mississippi, This is the only I've, city I can name in Mississippi. Yeah. <laughs> I've,
1: um, I've, I've made this contention before that, especially in the South, why don't you guys and have, have figure out a way for the government to pay for it. Come on, Trump. These are your people. This is what you're, 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 you're defending. So think of a way to pay for this. Make, make their like, cause again, the Confederacy lost, fine. They were still Americans, right, that 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 fought and died mm-hmm. in war. They were still Americans. Make Confederate, make these, make there be, like, Confederates, and there are Confederate cemeteries, but, like, make these, like, Confederate cemeteries sort of, like, living, you know, living, functioning museums um, of the Confederacy to show mm-hmm. that, like, you know, like, these were the people that fought. This was their, you know, and don't shy away from any of it. Like, this was their ideals. This is, like, the people that were in charge of it. And then, like, put it someplace by itself so that it's not in the middle of the center of a town of people that who, you know, so it's not in the middle of fucking Atlanta where, you know, descendants of people that, that that these people were fighting, you know, that were the descendants of slaves that you were fighting to keep basically.
0: Yeah. 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 If anything, they could put it in the front lawn of the Trump Memorial, uh, library hotel and casino that I'm sure will exist in Alabama somewhere.
1: No, of course it will be.
0: Yeah. And like this, like I'm telling you that, He's not just going to get a presidential library. It will be the presidential library, hotel, and casino. I guarantee
1: guarantee it. A little gift shop (laughs) with some knickknacks out in front that you can buy for $45 a piece.
0: Oh, yeah. Like little like figurines with like that. They pull a string or something and it says like build a wall and all that. Like little Mm -hmm. Trump souvenirs. Like um, we saw in like Spaceballs and stuff like that. Like President Trump the flamethrower and everything. (laughs) Yeah. So, going sticking with the statues route, because um, there's this has been introduced into uh, the discussion again, and this does come up uh, quite often now that I had thought about it. But um, Thomas Jefferson and George Washington, I, I can't, I don't know if these statues are have actually been taken down. I know there's been some defacing of these, but um, in in 2060. Are statues of George Washington and Thomas Jefferson, even though they're connected to slavery, still on display in like town squares and like uh, public squares, town for, those kind of forums?
1: Um, well, I mean, this is a little trickier, and not for the reasons that you're thinking. This is trickier because we have two gigantic monuments in Washington, to them mm-hmm. both. Um, That's true. Two of the most famous monuments in in America are to to Thomas Jefferson, and George Washington, um, mm-hmm. and I think this is this is one of those things where i don't I don't want to say that there is there is like some sort of like line of demarcation where like these people should have statues taken down and these people shouldn't. Um, but like, to me, their contributions to what America would become are significantly more important than general Bragg. Mm-hmm. and, yeah. They what they what they should make, what should be made is I mean I don't honestly I don't give a shit like if it's some town in Ohio that has the Thomas Jefferson statue for some reason probably would be in Kentucky actually, um, so. uh, no I mean he's from Kentucky um, my my Kentucky my cousins in Kentucky are Jeffersons um, oh okay um, so or actually. From Virginia, lived in Kentucky it doesn't really fucking matter. But anyway, my cousins I, got and, I totally got you. My yeah, cousins you from bet. Kentucky are like Jefferson descendants. Uh, and they're not black, they're not from Sally Heming's side of the family. <laughs> um, but um um like but when like you know, so like if some some town in Kentucky has a statue and they decide to take it down, whatever. But like at the Jefferson Memorial, at the Washington monument, there has to be for me, it's not a it's not a subtraction. There should be an addition and an amendment that like, by the way, these dudes own slaves. These people Mm -hmm. were, at the time, this wasn't thought of as a bad thing, but we now know, or we now acknowledge that, like, as a fundamental human right, keeping other human beings is wrong. And that, like, should 100% be included in the story of Washington and Jefferson, like, when you view their monuments in Washington.
0: Of course. And, like, I gotta tell you, like, I, I don't see them taking these down like the washington monument is is iconic that is like as much of an american uh symbol as the freaking eagle and it'll it'll never come down it'll never
1: be renamed It, it for better for better or worse whatever it'll always be the washington monument
0: right and i gotta tell you you're so right on this when it comes to contributions of the country and the fact that these people were like in the founding fathers you know they were there like in 1776 any like Any atrocities that they have committed while they are atrocities are going to be put into the the back burner by, you know, the the, by historians and stuff like that. Their contributions outweigh this. Um, And I can totally see like what you're saying here is that if there is a like, let's just say, for example, like this could easily be there could easily not. But if in the Washington Monument, there is like 12 plaques on the wall that each plaque has got a paragraph, something different about his life that tells the story of George Washington's life. Somewhere in there, they're going to have to insert another one like kind of in the maybe in the middle or something just so this whole thing can be acknowledged because it's too hot of a topic right now to go away unacknowledged in the future. You know what I'm saying? Like and it's not like I said, these aren't going to be torn down like no Republican, no Democrat president is tearing down George Washington statues. But making people more aware of this important and atrocious part of their history or their story is something that is definitely <clears throat> that is going to be something that takes place in the future that could easily start to happen within the next 10 years for
1: sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Gotcha. So now we're going to get into um, one that believe me, man, these, this keeps ramping up all over the place. I and mean, I actually think that since you and I spoke last, there's been a, uh, a truckload of calls and everything like that for the Indians to change their name. Yep. And so out of the following sports teams, the Chicago Blackhawks, the Atlanta Braves, the Washington Redskins and the Cleveland Indians who has changed their name and um if they're who has changed their name and if they're any of the above four who has not changed their name
1: um so by 2060 I mean for sure the Redskins are yeah. <laughs> that might happen in the next couple of months um, I think
0: so I think it could I think yeah. it could happen before this year yeah, yeah
1: that could happen in the, that could, I mean literally could happen before the season starts um honestly if they don't get it figured out before the season starts they should probably just play as washington the washington mm-hmm. football club um yeah and, and i usually i i try my best to literally not refer to them by their name i just call them washington um, mm-hmm. when, I, when i wrote a sports column i just refer to them as washington yeah um but uh, the blackhawks and the braves will not be changing their names um i think the blackhawks will change their logo at some point in time yep um it's Again, it's not inherently racist, and I, I think there's a little bit uh, there's more of a history as to why they use that. Like, it's it's in other words, like the the, the that team has a has a better history, a claim to history, than the Indians mm-hmm. have a claim to history for their name. Yeah, um, but at the same time, you know, since it doesn't reference, since it's, since it's referencing a, I believe Blackhawks is referencing a particular Indian. Okay. But I, I might i have to look that up so don't don't quote me on that but i think Blackhawks is re- referencing a particular indian um and it is sort of an honorific it's not meant to meant to like denigrate or anything like that um but mm-hmm. they'll change their logo the braves though that's never going to change um right. but the indians even though i will i maintain this it as someone who is an indigenous person this does not bother me and in fact a lot of a lot of people who are indigenous to the United, you know, whose ancestors are indigenous to the United States call themselves now American Indians, even though it is a misnomer. Mm -hmm. It's American Indians, Central American Indians, South American Indians. Uh, I don't think Canadians call themselves Canadian Indians, but I I think they go by First Nations. But like, to me, it's a misnomer. But at the same time, if you want to change it, fucking change it. I don't care.
0: Yeah, I got you, dude. I, I think that the Indians one, like it's, um, The Redskins are like the one that is like undisputed, like they have to change, you know, like just the 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 connotations in the actual wording itself is not appropriate. The Indians fall into this like, I guess what if you want to do it, it's it's you're not like I guess it's kind of like a good move either way and not maybe necessarily a good move, but it's a move that could be if they change it, it's going to be great. But if they don't change it, it's not going to be like the end of the world. You know, there's um, there's just something about the word Indian that I think the negative connotations in that word have been kind of rubbed off in like in more recent years. I think it's just something that like people hear that word and it's not necessarily the same weight as calling somebody else another racial slur, which I, I'm just not even going to put in the, the comparison right there. But <laughs> right. um so so i I think that they're they're a little bit like in this gray area and i think it's going to be one of these deals where in time it will change but it's not going to be as fast as the redskins and like i told you i i actually wanted to ask you about this um just as far as some technical stuff in the nfl i know that there's this process that teams have to go through to change their uniforms to, to basically make any changes to anything would Roger Goodell and them like? Would the Redskins just basically like file an emergency motion with the league to like change their name and they,
1: yeah, they the granted. Yeah, kind I of guarantee thing? you, there'd be one of those like. There's got to be like some kind of because it's it's really it's about it is as as, as this whole name thing is with the with uh, with Washington. It's about money. Um, mm-hmm. The reason why you why you take X amount of years to change a name, change a uniform, whatever, is because they've already made this merchandise and they right. have to sell. Okay. It. So I gotcha. But they okay. probably would allow a waiver for it. But I, I can guarantee you they wouldn't be printing a lot of new stuff.
0: Yeah, that that, that is totally reasonable for sure. Like I I'm, I can only imagine that like um whatever Nike Starter whoever these companies are that print the shirts they're probably getting orders years in advance. So yeah. like while I could easily expect GVR to release a Washington Warriors shirt or homage to do one. If we're talking on a mass scale, it's probably not going to, um, you know, it's not going to be something that's in champ sports or Dick sports across the country in December of 2020. No. You know no, what I'm saying? So, uh, but, oh, uh, but yeah.
1: Uh, uh, oh, yeah. If you're wrapped up real quickly here on the, on the Blackhawks.
0: Oh, um, the only thing I was going to say is that uh, Blackhawks are no, changing logo. No, no, no. I mean, I have
1: information for, oh, for you, oh,
0: you. sorry. Sorry. Go love. ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, go um, ahead, dude. Go So it. yeah,
1: it's, uh, the the um, the the team was bought by um, Chicago t- Chicago coffee tycoon Frederick McLaughlin. McLaughlin mm-hmm. um, served in the 33rd Machine Gun Battalion in World War One. This nick this this division was called the Blackhawk Division. Um, oh, okay. And <clears throat> hold on, let me pick this up again. It was yeah, it's called the Blackhawk Division after Native Americans after socket after a sock nation Native American named Blackhawk, who is a prominent. Um, who is a prominent uh, figure in the history of Illinois. So it's the Blackhawk name is an honorific for um, the Blackhawk, Blackhawk of the Sauk Nation.
0: Okay. Okay. I gotcha. And for that, like, that's why I don't, I don't see them like changing the, the name whatsoever. The logo. Yes. That is going to be changed 100%, if not sometime in yeah. the next couple of years. But I, from listening to the radio, the the Chicago Blacks, I knew that there was some kind of weight that it carried. Yeah, it's, and I think
1: the, so it's, it's like are the Indians claim that it's honoring Louis Sacalexis Alexis is disingenuous. The yeah. the idea that the Blackhawks are honoring both a, a local Native American from the Sauk Nation and a military like there is they have historical precedents for why they're named what they're named
0: that was the exact example I was going to give was the Indians and, and everything like that, for sure. And um. so to round it out, the, the Braves, uh, I agree with you. They're not changing. I think the Braves relieved themselves of any kind of controversy when they disassociated their own version of Chief Wahoo, like which was done in 89 is when yeah. they, they dropped that and just went to the, the letters. And if there is going to be any significant change with the, the Braves, I've heard this week that um, meetings have been held about alterations to the tomahawk chop. Sure. Yep. And I could still see the hand gestures, but we're not gonna get the, the the chanting. If I was gonna say if they were gonna to come to a compromise, that's what I'm seeing, I could be wrong, but that's just what I'm seeing.
1: I, I I wouldn't even be shocked if the Braves changed their Tomahawk logo.
0: Oh, yeah, that could be something too. Yeah, and yeah, just yeah. Because
1: it's it is one of those things like like for a while, like their old seventies uniforms, which are fucking awesome uniforms, that like sort of bright blue with like the white sleeves um mm-hmm. they're, uh, that that you know that hank Aaron later in his career would have worn they're awesome but like they had feathers on them like that was like it was like a it was like a an interpretation of a feather and they had to drop that because feathers are like religious um you know it's like putting a fucking cross on a uniform um, i gotcha but same thing with like a tomahawk i mean obviously they're weapons but like as with a lot of stuff in native american culture there's like multiple meanings to what a tomahawk is used for they're are tomahawks that are used as tools. There are some that are religious artifacts. They're like, it's it's a very it, it basically just like taking one thing from from Native American culture and saying that like this is what it represents. It probably represents ten other things because that's just the way a lot of a lot of American Indian cultures uh, operate.
0: Yeah. 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 I understand for sure. Like the tomahawk is like such a sacred part of the culture where it's open for so many different interpretations because it could have been used in different ways, depending on the tribe for sure. Definitely dude. So yeah, I am glad we're kind of on the same, we're on the same page with, um, with those, which I ultimately like what everything we just talked about, I I see is 100% reasonable and things that, you know, could easily, easily happen. So,
1: so. Oh, and, and real quickly, easy fix for the Blackhawks you're it's a fucking infantry division in World War 1. Dude, put some fucking battle cannons and shit on your uniform.
0: Yeah. Oh, dude, you have all the freaking you have a whole bunch of scary ass things to put on your logo when associated with the military. Absolutely. So. And also that might uh, make some right uh, some people on the right happy that you're honoring the military exactly. in such a way. You 100%. They might have a whole hockey might take off in a whole new way if that happens <laughs> if that happens. Yep. Uh,
1: <laughs> so,
0: okay, so the last um category here in the um in the the political landscape question is the 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 big thing which i think is going to happen soon is this the future female president and i'm going to kind of loop all these questions together here and that is um by 2060 have number one have we had a female president have there been more than one and have uh we met these future female presidents already
1: well i mean it's clearly going to be ivanka trump she, um, oh dude <laughs> she's going all the way man no. can't you just uh, see her in the office yeah no no I'll, <laughs> I'll do this i'll throw out the ones that I, I the people that i don't think will be president um okay thusly um you know and and, and the reasons why like i i don't think elizabeth warren is ever going to be president um nope. since we're just a, there's a, there's a good segue um her damage with all like the native american talk and yep. the american indian talk i think that's Not that it's like a, uh, not that it's irreparable and he's going to keep her out of the White House, but it's just like, that's a bad look, um, in general. Also, isn't she 73, 72? She's up there in age. Yes. I I mean, I'm not being an ageist or anything, but like, uh, man, I'm, where are like the 50 year old men and women that are running? Like, I, I don't see them anywhere. Um, (laughs) Michelle Obama doesn't want to run and I don't fucking blame her. Um, Mm -hmm. just like she got a taste of eight years. Of what being yep. associated with the White House is like, and while she did some <laughs> great stuff, uh, like I, I wouldn't ever want to be back in that spotlight again. Um, uh, again, Ivanka Trump, get the fuck out of here. Uh, um, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, she is reviled by the right and distrusted by the left, so that's, that's a no go. Uh, Nikki Haley is so far up Trump's ass, um, that mm-hmm. like she can't a- appeal to uh, to. Um, you know, the Never Trumper Republicans, the traditional Republicans, and certainly not the left. Um, Ilan Omar and Rashida Talib are basically terrorists according to Fox News, so that's out. Yep. Um maybe Tammy Duckworth or Stacey Abrams. I think like of like current people that we know of, um, mm-hmm. you know, current politicians that we that have a higher profile. Um maybe maybe Tammy Duckworth or Stacey Abrams ascends to the presidency sometime in the next couple of years or, you know, couple cycles, I guess. But I, mm-hmm. I have a feeling that likely by 2060, the first female president, we just don't know them yet.
0: Okay. I got you, dude. I got you. I'm, I'm a little bit more optimistic on AOC. Like, there's something about, I know, believe it, everything that you just said, I'm not going to argue with that man. Like, I could not agree with you more. I think that she's young enough, though, to where she could... Maybe do some rebranding. I don't know. There's something with her where I feel that she's got some time to make some decisions and kind of get herself in line with like something that could be more appealing to the nation as a whole, especially if uh, the nation is suffering and the the calls for like these socialistic reforms seem to become more into the more Mm -hmm. prominent. But Mm -hmm. those are all those are all very, very big extremes. Like I've heard. I've heard everything from AOC being the next JFK to a splash in the pan. She might not even be there in four years. So I've heard of an abundance of uh, comments about AOC, but I, I kind of like her. Um, there are times where she does drive me nuts. So I'm in this like really big love hate relationship with AOC, but um, I'm going to be optimistic about her. Um, I do think if, I can't believe this person just kind of came out of nowhere, but Gretchen Whitmer from Michigan this is something that I think a lot of Republicans should definitely get afraid of because this is like a really, really like confident woman. I'm not entirely positive on what she's done for Michigan and stuff like that, but I know she's making a for lot herself. Of, where...
1: Pissed off a lot of conservatives. Oh yeah. What she did. Oh yes. Oh yes.
0: But there's something about like a woman governor from a swing state in the Midwest that I would be terrified if I was a Republican. There's just something about what she has, like this kind of, this kind of appearance and kind of like demeanor, and I've heard her speak and stuff and I I, I like it. So I'm I'm willing to get in the Gretchen Whitmer camp um, as a potential like as a potential like a president. Stacey Abrams, I could not agree with you more on that a couple election cycles that could easily happen. Uh, I don't know about two female presidents. I, I, I hate to say this, but I think that that might be a tall order even for 40 years into the future. Um, basically because I'm only safe to assume that in the next 40 years, we're going to have a couple of Republican presidents, even though if the Democrats play this right, we could be looking at like Patriot level dynasty mode as far as the Democrats mm-hmm. go, depending on who they run. Cause they have a, they have a healthy corral, dude. Like you all, you have Gavin Newsom in your pocket. So if there's ever a point in time where there's looks like nobody can run, just call up Havin Gavin and I, I he will, He's so good looking. Republican women are going to vote for him and not even know what they're voting for. That guy's just such a goddamn piece of man right there. But um, so long story short is the answer is, yes, we will have one. I don't think we will have two. Um, There are a couple candidates that we have met but that doesn't shut the door for somebody to just basically come in like the way Obama did. And you're in the Senate for like one term, one and a half terms. And all of a sudden you're running for president and you're a rock star. So I'm not closing the door on that either.
1: That's why I think the the most likely answer is we don't know yet. We don't know who they are yet.
0: Yeah. And like, I gotta tell you, like with the way that the the media is and everything, and you, you make such a great point with the AOC and like just demonizing and all this stuff. They're so it's being that, these are women. They are so easy to demonize. They're going to have a harder road to climb than, oh, yeah. than a man would. And like, I, I feel that if like, if the road to be the president is very, very difficult for a man, it is very, 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 very difficult for a woman because you will have so much working against you. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And it's, and it's going to be very hard for um, people like AOC, even if she was the moderate to, to calm it down a little bit and become more in the center. It's going to be very hard for people that are like the middle, like the main street people that are on the right or even to the right of center to believe that this person is moderate. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, so, so the, those yeah, are, those sorry, are just, I had my,
1: I had my mic oh, <laughs> I accidentally. Oh, yeah. I flicked it off because I was going to cough and anyway, but no, you're right. Uh-huh, i Gotcha. OK, cool. So anyway, so just I'm
0: glad to see that you and I both at some point, it, like it's going to happen. It's going to happen eventually. If, so if,
1: that's is, where... is there a way that we could just go ahead and elect Jacinda Ardern as our president? Who is that? She's the prime minister of New Zealand. Oh, yeah. Oh,
0: God. Yeah. Like an, actual, her in a second. an
1: actual politician who did right by her people and understands and can unite the light, the left and the right in her country. Boy, can we just grab her? Yeah, I can. And she what did it while she's did... pregnant too, by the way. Really? Yeah, sure. She got elected so... while she's was pregnant.
0: Was she in office for the shooting that they had down there? Yep. Okay. Yep. I'm all for this woman. Like what she did in like a year, uh, people can't do in like ten years. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Am- amazing. So, okay, going into the last section here, and this one is definitely the shorter one, this is called like changing perspectives. And we've kind of touched like throughout the course of this episode about certain things changing over time. But I um, did want to ask you, so other than the obvious answers, like Nazis in the Confederacy, who is one person, group of people, or an ideology from history that will still be remembered negatively in 2060?
1: Um, you know, I, I think... This is one of those ones I would push out even farther than twenty sixty, because it's just because it's with likely within was still within our lifetimes. I hope I'm alive in twenty sixty, just because it'll still be within our lifetime. uh, Even though things change, a lot can change in forty years. um, Mm -hmm. I still think that there's you know our attitudes towards a lot of things are still going to be the same because our generation will still be alive and people that are slightly younger than us will still be alive. But yeah, so I would push this out even farther, like maybe to like you know maybe twenty one hundred or twenty one. 2160 or 2260 whatever um because i think i think that as we get the farther out we get um from this current you know from this current time period that we're gonna see that we're gonna see this very interesting trail of how of how the evolution of workers rights has evolved the evolution has evolved how the Mm -hmm. path of workers rights has evolved and how even like we even think about like you know, we, we learned about some some of this stuff in like in history class of high school with companies, you know, businesses calling out the Pinkertons to beat beat and kill union workers. Um, you know, for you know for for not going to like to you know not going to the textile plants and working. Um mm-hmm. and how that's evolved into obviously the you know, the power of unions and you know, now um how how tech companies function with with um you know, with basically trying to balance how how like you know, the work-life home balance, something that didn't even exist really 20 years ago. You know, you were were expected to show up to work every single day, work your tits off there for every, you know, for 10 hours, and then go home, Mm -hmm. and now employers are like, oh, no, stay home with your dog for the day, it's fine. You want to work from home every Friday? No big deal. Mm -hmm. And how that has, how, like, and that's in the course of, and, and, like, obviously, like, workers have been stepped on, you know, since the dawn of time, but in terms of, like, you know, like there weren't, there weren't huge business owners until like the 1700s, 1800s. Like that, yeah, that didn't exist un- until yeah. the last couple hundred years. So, yeah, I think that like that's going to be something interesting to see as the farther out you go. Like how, like the concessions that businesses themselves make, and how much power mm-hmm. the workers have gained, decade after decade.
0: Yeah, dude, I got you. And believe me, like workers had like no rights, none. And the fact that they even have like sort of some rights now is that's a monumental step and everything like that. And
1: there, I mean, there are, there are like modern photos, not paintings, drawings, or artists, photos of workers barging to only work eight hours a day. And now like people get to take their dogs to work.
0: I know. Yeah, that's right, dude. Yeah. I'm telling you the working from home thing the last couple weeks, I've absolutely loved it and stuff. And, um, it is, If I was to even pitch that idea in, like, you know, 1900 going up to, like, the 50s and stuff, I I would be ridiculed in so many goddamn ways, and it would would just be awful, you know. And workers have – well, it's still a battle to be won, and there's still a a lot of fighting and everything to do, but what – the progress that has been made from (laughs) – throughout the course of the last hundred years is epic and stuff like that. You know, even safety regulations, Mm -hmm. the environments and everything like that. It's, it's it's totally a different ballgame now than it was back then. And
1: and it's, and it's one of those things where this is something I think will be universally, even if the, the idea of workers' rights changes over decade after decade or even century after century, I mean, we're all on the side of workers' rights because 99.999% of us are workers. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) You know, we're not, we're not owners. We're all workers.
0: Yeah, that's right. It's like this is one of these things where the royal we here and stuff like that is just not, you know, I work, you work, or I'm not an owner and anything. It's mm-hmm. going to affect a, lo- a lot of people for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, how about you? So, Okay, mine Mine is definitely a little bit more simplistic. And I was thinking about like just figures from American history that have really no chance of coming back. And I immediately ro- went right to Benedict Arnold. And oh, I'm yeah. thinking, I'm like, this guy. Like, the, you know, the being the traitor during the Battle of Saratoga and everything, Battle of Saratoga, yes. yes, um being the traitor and everything that he was, there is no way to come back from this. And I started, like, thinking about in my mind, like, if there was any possible way that he could come back from that. And I, I went through this and I went through this pretty thoroughly. And even if, like, let's just say, for example, when Benedict Arnold died, he had a bunch of money and the money – has been passed down from generation to generation. And even if that money, let's just say, was invested to cure cancer, so somebody at some point in time could say cancer was cured by Benedict Arnold dollars, that still wouldn't do it. You know, it's just somebody who is um, mm-hmm. so, somebody that is a trader that gets labeled like that. It's so hard to come back from that. I don't think that there's any that his the name is just soiled. It's soiled from now yep. until the end of time. You he, know?
1: he has an erasable black mark. On yeah. uh, that that name that I mean we we call people Benedict Arnold's who yeah, exactly. go against our interests and that's that shine or that that grime is never fucking coming off that name. Um, there's and there's even some like you read about him. There's like I mean it's it's an interesting life that he that he lived. Um, and it's just never that's never going away ever.
0: Yeah, maybe somebody will make a musical about it, a hip hop musical where he's like the antihero or something. I don't know, but there's just. There's no way to like refurbish that. I still like. I, I'm pretty positive that if um, other than outright saying traitor, if I was put in that situation, it would be either traitor or, or Benedict, Benedict Arnold. One of the yeah. th- be the first two things that comes out of my mouth. Yep. So, so that that person he ain't coming back. And um, the last question that I wanted to ask out of this section is: is um, if there is something, this just like could be a random thing here, but uh, like movie, music, food, um, whatever you can think of that you currently don't like. But in 2060, you could see yourself coming around about Is there anything like just, you know, some early seeds being planted of something you might like later on?
1: Well, this is really interesting because we're, you know, we're in our mid to late thirties now. Our behaviors are so set that it's very unlikely that we'll change anything going forward, especially as we get older. Um, It's just very unlikely. But what we do do, uh, what people do do um, when they're like, let's just say, um, Let's just say, like, I like roller coasters. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. A lot of people do. I'm not. I'm. I like them sometimes. Sometimes I don't. I don't. You know. I'm not like. I'm not one of those people just... traveling state to state to try to find like the new roller yeah. coaster. I, that's never going to be right. That. But <laughs> there, there are people that love to do that. They're like, you know, like roller coasters are their fucking thing. So maybe as like maybe like okay, what's the next kind of cool thing we can do? Let's do bungee jumping. Let's mm-hmm. do like bungee jumping is kind of cool. Let's do zip or you know like that like not zip line but those extreme swings or whatever you drop like several hundred feet and fucking go they actually look terrifying to me um so like that's kind of what we do we find new ways to satisfy the things that we already do and i where i went with this question is that like dude by 2060 we're gonna we're gonna have some fucking crazy fucking beers to drink i'm gonna have some i'm gonna have some bomb-ass video games to play uh by 2060 it's just gonna be a diversity of the things i already enjoy i'm gonna have more evidence to enjoy them
0: I got you, dude. And that is totally going to be the case. We're going to have a lot more of some of the craziest shit. There could be extreme swings that we haven't even thought of yet. Somebody thought of a really cool way and even more way to make that swing extreme. Yeah. Just the, the, the possibilities are endless. You know what I'm saying? They they definitely are. And uh, the way that I took this question, I honestly, I wrote this, um, as, uh, (laughs) Jess was, um, been talking about this band Snow Patrol for like the last couple of weeks, and they had this song called like Counting C- Counting Cars. Um, oh like yeah, a, I that, about yeah, I know Yeah, I know. Ten that. years ago, yep. you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So there was this one song that she really liked, and she she played it for me, and I was like, wow, that's a really really good fucking song. So we started listening to their first album and the song that she liked is not on the first album. I was trying to make a point about how Snow Patrol has got this song called You Are All That I Have. It's the very, very first song on the album with Counting Cars. It's escaping me right now. But um, this song is one of these songs that like if I was John Lennon, I would have been happy as fuck to have written this song. And I was showing her the song, which is really good. And then Counting Cars is the next or two songs down from it. And then we just let the album play. And I was like, this is some really, really good fucking shit. And like, I never really liked Snow Patrol because it always just kind of seemed one of those like Q104 type bands, you know, yeah. that just office friendly rock or whatever. Mm. But their album is actually really goddamn good. And if there was ever anything that I could say or even forecast for the future is I might end up being a pretty big Snow Patrol fan by 2060. All <laughs>
1: so. right, there you go.
0: <laughs> so, right, like, OK. okay. Last one. Last one. This one, I, I honestly thought about this yesterday because there was a certain situation that I got stuck in, which I'll highlight when I um, get to my answer. But if there was one non-major thing, just something from day-to-day life that you would like to see happen by 2020 or 2060, what would it be?
1: The, you know, this one, I, I I took this a little bit differently, and this has to mostly do with – a lot of this has to do with like the time that I spend online. Uh, I'm not like on, – mm-hmm. on I mean, I'm online a lot because my fucking job is online, but – um, like I'm not like on I'm not on Twitter a ton uh, I'm not on Facebook a ton unless I'm posting like shit memes and uh, and, and gifs of Steven Seagal um, right but but when I do get online it is I guess this is this is Chema this is where myself and Ben Shapiro cross paths and have an agreement um, uh-huh. that like I am so tired of cancel culture yep. that of every t- oh my God if anyone offends anybody else in any way, shape, or form <clears throat> that we have to fucking invalidate their existence, their work, their cr- everything. We have yep. to invalidate it and ignore it and pretend like it doesn't fucking exist. This is absolutely fucking ludicrous to me. I understand, like, I'm not saying we gotta give to <laughs> to keep the theme of the show. We don't have to give fucking Harvey Weinstein a statue. But, right. like, are you really gonna tell me that you're never gonna watch another movie that, is, that has his involvement in it? Bullshit absolute bullshit you're (laughs) gonna miss out on some of the best pop culture that america has ever produced um you know this is cancel culture to me is a thing that little babies do that Mm -hmm. something upset me and now i'm no longer going to engage in it that's stupid as fuck because this this like completely and totally it, it stunts your growth as a human being Engaging in difficult conversations and controversial topics is how individuals grow and progress. Unless you mm-hmm. want to stay a little dumb baby your entire life, who gets upset, folds their arms over their chest, and says, "I'm not gonna. No, I'm done. I'm not gonna do this. It's fucking right. bullshit." And it, and it, yep. and not only that, it is so hypocritical because we could have a hundred more people accuse Michael Jackson of molesting them, and people are still gonna be fucking playing Michael Jackson's music. No one's gonna be calling to cancel him. But if some yep. Some lesser known country artist, um, you know, slapped his kid or something, which is wrong. Not, not again, not like trying to justify their behavior. That dude or, or woman or you know, whomever would be all over Twitter, like, you know, cancel so and so, ban this person, yep. boycott their music. Mm-hmm. Well, well, where's the line? Where's the fucking yep. line on this?
0: Right. Those people will be making that post while rocking out to don't stop till you get enough. That's yep. exactly what's going to happen. The whole yep. thing is just a, a giant cry for fucking attention or people trying to get attention. People um, maybe using a platform to get more attention and stuff. That's all that it is. And like, I am no way, shape or form. I am not. And dude, like, we, we've been having a lot of conversations about cancel culture in this house lately. And like I am I will never say that Harvey Weinstein is a good guy. It's not a chance huge piece but of if shit. He, But if you think that I'm not watching Pulp Fiction again in my life, you are dead fucking wrong. And one of the things that I have to learn personally and like this is something that like I have to learn to separate the art from the people like I could do a better job of this. I'm not going to lie. And like I'm not I'm definitely not like online calling for people's heads and all that stuff every chance that I get. But I will say that like when you initially find out that Kevin Spacey is like a fucking creep, it does kind of like alter your perspective of like maybe going to watch a Kevin Spacey movie like, you know, a couple weeks later and everything. But um, this is something that like I need to work on. I think that everybody else needs to work on it when it comes to separating the art from the individual. And it is you are like depriving yourself of some really great American pop culture by not watching the Weinstein movies, by not listening to Michael Jackson's music and everything. And I'll take it even to, to second and kind of supplement what you said is this this entire cancer culture thing is completely fucking subjective. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. And like. There are some people out there that, um, like I said, that woman who's pitching about the country star, probably listening to Michael Jackson on the radio, because that is what it is. It is just so subjective and it's people in their own worlds and their own decisions and their own opinions. And some may be more apt to jump on the cancel culture train and cancel every single human being. I know that those people exist. But um, there are some people that, um, that that it's just like you can't even take it seriously because they are just so fake and it's so like, I don't know. It's so, um, it's just basically everything that you would think it would be, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you, so on, it's so on the nose that you can't even take it seriously.
1: Yeah, no, hundred, hundred percent. And like, you know, like there's things there, there are things that I do. Like, like I said before, I, I try my best to never call the Washington football team by their name. And I'm sure I mm-hmm. did in this episode just cause we were talking about it, you know, and I could, I could see it in front of me on the outline. Um, but like it's something I don't do, but I'm not ca- I'm not calling for the fucking NFL to cancel <laughs> to, right. to, to, yeah. to fold up the team and penalize everyone and find them because they're using a racist name.
0: Right. That's not that. That's not um, Chase Young's fault. That's not, uh, you know, what, Haskins's fault. It's right. none of those people's faults. You know what I'm saying? Like they shouldn't <clears throat> those people shouldn't be like. Um, affected or shouldn't be not allowed to play. It's all the owner Dan Snyder should be scrutinized and thrown on a cross for this shit. Like- he should
1: be thrown on a cross for being a terrible. You know what? It's here's here's your top three of the past decade terrible run sports teams: Browns uh-huh. and Knicks, probably in some order. Redskins. Yeah, you know, I just fucking said it. Yep. Washington. Yep. Because yep. because yep. of and it's because of mismanagement of the team, but also mm-hmm. like his his need to hang on to the name Redskins is a big yep. is the biggest part of it
0: that's right exactly like just the the desire to hang on to it like he wasn't even entertaining the idea of changing it it's just no nope, no, nope, no, nope, we're hanging on to this and if he maybe would have expressed a little bit more desire to change the name instead of outright ignoring it he might have a better public image but that's not the case
1: and and, and that, he's just like there's some other th- <laughs> there's some other things with him like it is like a lot of teams you can go to you can i feel like the browns are free training camp correct Uh, I think so. Like, I think most teams have a free training camp. Sometimes it's like. They do. Yeah, you bet. Yeah. Do you go down there for free? Yeah, you bet. Yeah. You know, you might have to pay for parking or something, depending on where you are. But, like, I. But but most teams have a free training camp. Um, Sometimes you have to pay, but it's like five bucks for a ticket. Um, Right. With with the. With the. With Washington, you have to pay parking, pay for concessions, pay for a ticket. I mean, obviously, pay for concessions, but um, you have Mm -hmm. to pay for a ticket, but you also, like, and all of this is controlled by dan snyder like it's so like you are paying him to park you're paying tickets for, for their training camp which is like sort of unprecedented otherwise in the nfl right yeah dude like no you shouldn't do people that. fucking hate him <laughs> yeah the guy
0: like my buddy that i work with he's from dc fucking hates dan snyder like you would not believe i i have to meet anybody that actually likes the guy yeah so
1: <laughs>
0: okay but anyway, so, yeah but so, how, about,
1: how about you what's your little your everyday thing here
0: mine this is honest to god dude i want by 2060 it for be fashionably cool for men to carry around purses i am so sick (laughs) of carrying around my keys my wallet like the phone all this shit just to survive and if there's anything that um that i could possibly just one simple major thing or one simple thing non-major thing it would just, let me carry a purse and have it be okay. That's all I want. I just dude, I don't want to carry all this shit in my I, pockets.
1: So, okay, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm with you partially on this. Uh, I'm with you partially on this. I will make an amendment. Can women lay off of us for wearing cargo shorts? That's oh, why dude. I'm wearing fucking cargo shorts, because I have a whole bunch of things to carry around, and a purse looks weird on men.
0: Yeah, and I got to tell you, like, shorts in particular... You like those things, you need that extra, the pocket space and stuff like that. You, why, you totally why? fucking do. Yeah. I'm telling you. And like, and you're like a bigger guy and stuff. Like you're like not going to go for like the super skinny ass shit and nope. everything like that. You know, not a chance in hell. So like, I, I kind of want like a little bit of um, a little bit of a compromise here in fashion and have it be a little bit more practical for us to, uh, to have something a little bit extra to carry around
1: or, stuff. Or, or, or I'd even go for like a backpack and not get accused of carrying a bomb around with me and or stealing things.
0: Yeah. That would be fine too. That's true too. Yeah, I have a backpack that I carry around with me at all times. Like you want to look at it? Fine. I'm not carrying anything illegal, but just don't look at me like I am. I'm right, not stealing exactly. shit either. <laughs> so, that's it. That's all I got.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like it, man. Now, this is this is a really good conversation.
0: Yeah, definitely, dude. This was a great one. Had a great time. And like I said, this could be a cool kind of way to maybe address current events in the future without doing a just a hey, like what do you think about Pizza Hut? What do you think about this? What do you think about this? Right. Could be a cool way to kind of do it in the future. But sure. uh, I didn't. I didn't have anything else. And if you didn't, do you want to lead us out of here?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, everyone, thanks for downloading, streaming, listening to the Occasionalists. Uh, still waiting to hear back from Spotify and whether or not we can. They'll accept. Uh, reaccept the RSS feed for I don't even know what the fuck happened to it, but uh, regardless, catch us on Podbean, catch us on iTunes for sure. Um, you know why not go there anyway? Go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes; that'd be fantastic. Um, but uh, again, thanks for thanks for checking us out. For Adam Chemilewski, this is Matt Pegel, and we will see you next time.
0: You bet, guys. See you then.